0: how are you friday yeah i know it's friday
1: right oh that would have been
0: a good feel good song damn it yes oh are you doing today are you done with your day or yeah yeah i'm
2: done hi i'm cyril your host And welcome to my podcast that I called, I really want to do this. In this podcast, I interview guests from all walks of life and try to understand the various ways that different types of people with different backgrounds and experiences succeed in achieving their goals in their very own ways. Think of the past 10 years in your own life. Have you had a personal goal, an objective, maybe you call it a dream, of doing this one thing? you really want to do that one thing, whatever it may be, but for some reason you never succeeded in making it actually happen. Well, by showcasing successful achievers and asking them how they did it, I sincerely hope that this podcast will give you some ideas and maybe answers on where to start, how to proceed, in order to actually do that one thing that you really want to do. Hi, everyone. This is Cyril, and this is my podcast. We're so happy today to have a very good friend of mine. His name is Justin. How are you, Justin?
0: I'm so good. I'm so good. It's Friday. The sun is shining. I oh, that. I love it. Actually, I'm pumped just because I talk to you. <laughs> you talk to me a lot, though, Cyril. <laughs> <laughs> they are always uh, lovely conversations. So. <laughs> yeah, so... All
2: right, so you know the format of the podcast, and the first part is trying to get to know you and your family environment, your childhood. So why don't you tell us where you were born and where do you live now? And kind of, in yeah. your own words, uh, introduce yourself to our guest, to our sure.
0: listeners. Absolutely, um, so yeah, so I am, I'm Justin. Um, I was born in Gilroy, California, um, which is just south of San Jose, if you're familiar. Oh um, yeah, uh, stinky, wait. Exactly. Yes, garlic capital of the world. Garlic
1: (laughs) (laughs) capital.
0: I was born with garlic in my blood.
1: It's very healthy for you. Okay. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I actually love garlic, so it does. It does fit. Um, But yeah, I'm the youngest of four. I have four siblings. Um, I lived near Gilroy, just north of it, actually, a town called Morgan Hill, um, for about I think eight or nine years, Um, and then my father. Moved us all, me and my three siblings, um, to the East Coast, um, and we lived just north of Philadelphia um, in a town. Yep. And yeah, childhood childhood was was actually pretty painful. Um, I think you know probably everybody has somewhat of a similar experience, but mine was mostly around um, difficulties with my mother. Um, she was painfully uh, mentally ill, um, delusional, um, you know, all all the things, um, and alcoholic and and all of that and my father got to the point where my father like picked us up and and we left California basically to get away from her so Mm -hmm. um so raised by my dad um, how old were you when you
2: had to move
0: so I think I was about nine um I think it was um and obviously I was the youngest so you know he had four kids from nine to probably like 16 um and it just got so bad that he just picked up and, and moved us um so it was interesting. It was a shock, obviously, as a kid. Um, do actually you remember it... any anything? Oh, I like... do. Yeah, yeah, I remember it pretty clearly. Um, I remember being in California and like the pain of their going through the divorce, and um, you know, it got to a point where like we were being escorted by police, like to drop us off at different houses because they couldn't be near each other. Um, mm-hmm. And but I, I will never forget moving to the East Coast because on that day it was raining like crazy like just pouring rain Mm. and it was like thunder and lightning and all the things and like you know we live in California any type of precipitation is like shocking I'm like oh my god there's something falling from the sky like what's happening (laughs) um and so when I was a kid I was used to you know precipitation not that often and then when we got there it was just pouring like cats and dogs and I remember just being like where am I? Going? Where did you drag me to? Like, what is this awful, awful
1: place?
0: Uh, and take me back, you know. Um, so it was, it was an interesting time. I remember like dancing in the rain and everything, being like, all right, maybe this will, this will be actually fun and interesting. So um, lived there through high school, through college, um, through grad school, um, and then in my late twenties. I think I finally made my way back over to the Bay Area, and I now live in uh, San Francisco. Mm
2: -hmm. tell me again i i'm so interested about the childhood and uh, the early memories do you remember what your personality was and i'm interested in personality traits that you had when you think as a character and the one that uh experience and, and life just made you have as a as a result of what you you lived
1: yeah
0: yeah i think you know when i was younger i was very adventurous I remember learning pretty early on that I was for the most part fairly independent Um, Mm. I think going through the childhood that we had where you know I remember being at at, you know my dad's house let's say and like hating my mother like and feeling like this hate Mm. and then going to my mother's house and hating my father Mm. Um, and then recognizing like why why am I just going back and forth and like who I hate and how kind of impressionable you are Um, and the environment that you're in and feeling a little bit like, okay, I'm just like kind of on my own, um, even as, as a kid. Um, The other thing is that my, my dad was raising four children and he was trying to, you know, live his life also. Um, And so there's a lot of things he did where he was just like, you guys just need to kind of figure this out, you know?
1: Um,
0: So I think that kind of adventurousness and independence Kind of led me in in many different ways. It also led me to be not the best kid. I was, you know, getting into drugs and alcohol probably way earlier than anybody should. Um, but I you know had a lot of autonomy and a lot of independence. and um, and I think it was very formidable. I think I learned to be, you know my best friend. Um, yeah. I also learned, I remember being very upset by my family situation, you know, feeling like I don't have a mom and that's not fair. And so then I remember tell me, tell me about
2: this. What yeah. what like could you compare with other families? Like, or did, did you think, well, other
0: families have problems too, or I'm just right, like,
2: that's Other families have
0: good yeah. why why? You know, that question. So exactly, exactly. And and that was the realization was like, no, everybody has something, like, nobody is perfect. The perfect family doesn't exist. And like my thing is just this, and that's okay. Um, and and I'm coming to like a really comfortable position of you know, you're dealt some good cards and you're dealt some bad cards. And like that's okay. You know, I was incredibly fortunate as a kid. My dad did very well. I went to a great school. We were able to travel. I had freedoms. Um, you know, I was able to get in all this trouble and still like, you know, put myself together. Um, and this is the reason that you're an, an optimist as for yes. per a
2: personality. You you yes. look at life positively.
0: 100%. Yep, yep. Glass half full, always, always because it's You know, it can always be better. We can always look around and say like, oh, I could have this, I could have that. And it's like, what good is that? You know, you're just, you're focusing on the bad. If you focus on the positive, you feel good. Like you get positive emotion from that. um, And that lifts you out of it. Like I remember being fairly depressed, like in my early, like high school days. And it was when I came to a realization of like, this is just the hand that I was dealt and everybody has a similar hand and that's okay. Like, let's move on. Yeah. Um, but I kind of came to terms with it and like forgave, you know, God and forgave my family and forgave, you know, all the people that I was blaming um, for kind of how yeah. was.
2: Yeah, it's funny sometimes, uh, I mean, it's not funny. It's the wrong word, but either you raised the challenge and then you become this amazing person because you are you say I'm not gonna be like that, or you kind of follow the path and and of your parents, and then you have a hard life. Yeah. Right? yeah. And and you did do the opposite. Like I'm gonna do this, and you were optimistic, you were adventurous. Okay. What else were were you? Yeah. Um, like super extrovert, friendly. What I mean, very like, extrovert.
0: No. Yeah, meeting a lot of people. I I just remember like. I think in some ways you could look at it as negative and say, like, I didn't have like a comfortable position. Um, and so I was like putting my hands in kind of everything. Like I was, you know, on, uh, I played lacrosse. So I was like friends with those people. I was in mathletes. So I was like friends with those. I was in mock trial. I was in theater. And I remember feeling like all of these different groups are so different, but I loved them all. And I got along <laughs> with them all. And when I was in high school, I used to, this is a whole other story, but I used to throw really big parties, um, you know, 100, like 300 people. And because what? my dad would leave, my dad would leave. I was like super <laughs> independent. And I was like, let's just throw a party. Uh, and one of the things I love, I tell people this all the time, and they laugh at me, is that I would walk around the party and obviously interact with all the people and there was like everybody from every walk of life it was like the nerds you know the theater yeah. kids like the jocks the like smart kids the dumb you know whatever like everybody and I felt like wow like one thing that's nice is that I'm like bringing all these people together in like a similar environment and and we're all having fun like we don't have to be separated so yeah so I was very I was active and I I just remember loving kind of getting to know different types of people Um, And that's what led me to study psychology in school. That's why I got my graduate degree in psychology. Um, It's why I'm at two chairs right now, which is my company, um, which is all about therapy and and helping people mental health and being optimistic and and kind of learning how people work. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's always kind of really fueled me.
2: I can't imagine you not getting along with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We we need some travel in, in India together. And yeah, you can get along with everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It it is very, very true. So me and my one sister uh, versus my other two siblings, like we could talk to like the wall um, and like find a way to like have fun and like be interesting. Um, Like, so that is like us to a T. Like I always can find something that's like interesting. Um, I had a job in high school. I worked at Cole's department store for like two years. And I used to play this game when I was like the checkout clerk, where I would say, I want to make everybody laugh. Like everybody that's in my line right now, for for everybody in the next two hours, I want to make every single person laugh. And I would like find a way, I would like make a joke about the item, or I would like make a comment about the weather or something. But I would, I would look at them and like, Think strategically about like what's gonna make this person laugh.
1: I love it. And I
0: used to love doing it. And I I mean I often failed, but there are many times when I was like, No, but you know, like I made this
2: person laugh. (laughs) It's a superpower, you know. If you actually decide that every day of your life, you're gonna change the Uh, world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just walk around making people laugh constantly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: why not?
0: (laughs) Uh, and it wasn't that's the other thing is like it wasn't like jokes it was like how do i almost like how do i brighten this person's day like how do i like yeah. frame something or the conversation in a way that's gonna like lighten them up and make them smile yeah uh, and that's what i just i fell in love with like how people think in psychology and all that wow i love it
1: um
2: tell me about your siblings three before yeah. they're all olders
0: all how they,
2: what was your relationship with them are you close
0: incredibly close yeah incredibly close um i mean yeah there's so many instances i think just because of of our parents going through divorce and yeah. being separated and like all you know all the craziness of that Um, we relied really, really heavily on each other. My oldest sister still to this day, you know, says like she stepped up as my mom, you know, and she took care of me. And to this day she calls and says like, are you eating? And how are you feeling? Are you okay? She says, are you okay? Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, very, very, very close. Um, Yeah, I think closer than I probably have seen anybody be with their siblings. Like we just, we really, really care about each other, Mm -hmm. but very different also. Um, so I'm, I'm gay, two of my siblings are gay, one of them straight. So that's different. Um, like one is very, very heavily, um, you know, she's a lawyer, she's like very analytical and, and that world. And then my brother is very different. He's also gay, but he's more into like the other scene and separate from mine. And so anyways, just a lot of difference, but still like a lot of care and like joy. Oh
1: yeah.
2: I love how big families. Are. So We're five in my family, I'm Mm -hmm. number two. And I always said this, my brothers are, and one sister, are my treasure. Because Uh like you said, we've lived the same thing. We know each other so well. And I have such an amazing relationship with them. I love them to death. And like, we don't have to talk every day. When we, we, you know, it just clicks.
0: It's like,
1: I
2: I love it. And I always say, I'm gonna have a big family. And then I got
0: two, I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my mom is insane. Plenty. Yeah, yeah I, I need you
2: do to have five kids? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's crazy, but okay. But it's fun.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, tell me, can you find some significant moments in your life? Like, you think when there there was a before and there was an after this event, and maybe two mm. or three events, I could think about my life so I wonder if, if, if you kind of if you look at your roadmap your
1: mm-hmm.
0: life do you have those um yeah I think I have I think I have them every year though I think there's there's you know part of my personality also is like I get bored very quickly mm-hmm. um you know I've jumped jobs nearly every two years for the past 15 years um and so I'm constantly looking for like engagement yeah. in something like interesting exactly. and, and like exactly excitement or pique my curiosity and so there's very few years that just go by where I'm like that nah, wasn't that like pivotal or interesting or or whatever mm-hmm. um but I think my my first job probably was like one of the biggest uh, looking back on it I think is like very serendipitous how I got it and like set me up for my entire career mm-hmm. um so it's just it's a McMaster car supply company they do like industrial supply think of like Home Depot but it's business to business Um, and they have this management like boot camp where you go in and manage teams of all different functions and they they flip you around like every year two years Um, and was not even interested in like what they do wasn't even sure I wanted to be a manager but I just kind of fell into it um, well, for it, the
2: culture, or for the like your boss, your mentor, honestly,
0: I think I fell into it mostly because it was like nearby. It was like the closest job offer that I got that was like nearby Philadelphia. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, let's just do this and then I'll figure it out. Cause I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. I like had an yeah. offer from mm-hmm. TJ Maxx to like be a buyer. And then I had this offer to just be like a manager at this like warehouse company. And so I had no idea what I wanted to do, but they would flip you around to all these different departments and you're just managing people. And I found the same love that I had when I'm trying to make yeah. people laugh yeah. in the checkout line. Like it was like, how does this person tick? How do I get them to motivate yeah. them and do you know what we need them to do? But I went from like marketing to finance to the warehouse to engineering, um, and I so, think like looking back on that, I'm like that.
2: that. You must have a lot of empathy but to be able to put yourself in somebody someone else's shoes or trying to. Um like your listening skills must be be really good and and emotional intelligence, all that.
0: Yeah. Yep. I get, I get told that a lot. (laughs) I'm a good (laughs) listener. I like, you know, I like (laughs) understanding how people are are thinking and what's affecting their lives. And, and I think I always had it, I think when I was younger, Um, you know, the, the other, this is like kind of random, but for whatever reason, because I grew up without a mom, I used to get very, very close to the mothers of my best friends. Um, Yeah, it was very weird. I didn't know it at the time. Like, clearly, that's that's why. But I would like sit in the kitchen and just like talk with the mothers. And they'd be like, why are you always like talking to my mom? Like, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm just interested. I'm like, whatever. Um, And I think I like learned early on, like how to communicate like with adults, even though I was like a kid. Um, And I think it was probably then that I started to just enjoy engaging with people and like found a skill in doing it um to like get you know an understanding of like how that person works or how they operate
2: yeah i can relate to that but in some ways it's so i've lived overseas for 15 years now and for some reason there's some adult male that are like a father figure that Mm -hmm. i'm attracted to there's this friend steve in Uh canada this is a friend Roman here or Leif. Those guys are usually 10-15 years older than me. Yeah. And they're like very settled and and mm-hmm. and I'm attracted to them. I want to know everything. I want yeah. to know yeah. somehow. I kind of want their mentorship about life. About it's funny how yeah. Yeah. But you notice it's, that about the, the friends, your your mom's the moms of your friend.
0: Yeah, uh, it was, it was, I think we're attracted to like what we're. You know most distanced from or things that yeah. are like least um what we uh, need familiar with yeah and and that's i think that's why i could like talk to the wall or i could like you know not really talk to wall, but like <laughs> i could like make conversation with anybody you know like i used to love taking uber sometimes because i would just strike up a conversation, conversation you know <laughs> although sometimes they don't like that but <laughs> it's like talk to me <laughs> um and but i would like love it because you know, everybody's different. And sometimes it'd be like the young, like hipster. And it was like, you know, older, like mom. And, um, you know, we can, we can like level with anybody. Like we're all humans. We all have like similar needs. We all have probably similar interests. You know, we want to be like, we want to feel fulfilled. Yeah. We all struggle with like eating or whatever it is. And so I think when you break down the barriers of like, oh you look different or you're from a different like walk of life yeah um you realize like oh we're all the same and we're all interesting you know everyone's story yeah. like, super cool it's true
2: i i meet anyone and first of all i think there's no casual um like you meet somebody for a reason and so you got you got to find that reason why you you meet that person at that time and it could be for a b or c reason it, it doesn't yeah. matter a big reason or a small reason but And the other thing is, I hate small talk. I mean, I hate, <laughs> yeah, how you doing? Oh, yeah.
0: the weather is really nice. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I cannot stand it.
2: But it's funny how if you meet somebody you've never seen, and you are very honest, and you actually open up, like you say something meaningful, they'll. it doesn't matter if you just met five minutes ago. They'll tell you something meaningful, yeah. maybe because
0: you'll never see them again. Yeah. I don't think. You see it in their eyes, too. Suddenly they're like, oh, like you're. yeah he's different yeah yeah I um so I obviously manage people for a living and so I'm recruiting a lot and and trying to like get people you know to understand how they tick and that's all I that's like what I do all day long I'm just vulnerable I learn like authenticity and vulnerability with other people people just gravitate to and they feel safe and they feel like they can just be honest and it's like way less pressured um just this week we did performance evaluations with my whole team and a lot of them were like This was the least stressful and like pressured I've ever felt going into like a review of my performance. Um, And I'm like, because it's just a conversation. Like, let's just like talk about what you're good at and what like I can help you with, you know? And when you just break it down to like much more familiar kind of feelings, like people, they open up and they're much more comfortable. If I really wanted to work, I would work for you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i don't really want to work
0: <laughs> <laughs> who does uh, I, that work. Is the goal. I get in fights with my dad all the time because i'm like dad the goal is not to work i don't want to work And <laughs> <laughs> i think it's you know it's not that i don't want to i want to be lazy it's that i don't want it to feel like work right exactly that's the goal you want it to feel like this is what i choose to do every day
2: mm. okay last question to get to know you i think we already got a, a good grasp but do you have a
0: motto <laughs> A motto. Um, I have a couple actually. One that I don't know where it came from, but I've always said is no regrets. Um, just the idea of no matter what decision you made, no matter what choice you made, it's part of what makes you who you are. So there's yeah. never a reason to regret. As long as you're happy with who you are and yourself, like
1: mm-hmm. it doesn't
0: matter. And mm-hmm. the hardest decisions are the, or, or the ones that are quote unquote failures are the most formidable. They're the ones that like you learn the most from. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so no regrets is I think kind of that that mantra the other one is uh these are the good old days which is uh something I've wanted to get tattooed on myself for a long time maybe I will one day but that's about like enjoy it today like we will look back on this it's moment
1: great. yeah and think oh
0: those were the good old days no so great. today is the good old days it's true uh, and that's living in the moment that's being, yes. you know choosing optimism that's you know, focusing on what's positive because that is around you, you know, and not being upset, like getting older. You know, yeah, every yeah. year we're always going to say, I'm getting old. Well, duh, because every year you do get old. Like, why is that important? What matters is just like enjoying today.
1: Yeah,
2: I love it. I could totally relate. I mean, it's so cool. I actually was, so I paddle, you know, I yeah, quite a, a lot and mm-hmm. every morning. Just with a little me, bit. A little bit. <laughs> and there's these guys I go paddling with, and one day it was just a beautiful morning, like there was no wind. It was flat like a mirror. Pelicans flying, wow. like the mist was. I was just like fantastic. I was with my two buddies, and I somehow I opened my heart. I said, "Guys, I'm really enjoying paddling with you. I want to thank you for that." You know, one of these days, wow. sometimes you say
0: this. Yeah.
2: And I said, one day we won't do it, and I just want to remember those good old days. And yeah. it happened because. Uh, bo- both of them one got a twins kid you know, kids and mm-hmm. then suddenly started stopped battling. the other one had a job and he's working like crazy and we and but I'm so happy that you we were abo- able to see the beauty in the moment and say okay let's mm-hmm.
0: enjoy it now yep yep and just revel in it's it So yeah. crucial, yeah. Yeah. it is because every day there's something you can look at and be happy about you know it could just be like what you're eating or something you know like that's yeah. that is like mind you know that's mindfulness, mindfulness. very mindful of your surroundings of that moment because you'll notice things and be like oh that was actually great like I love that um and yeah, so
2: just do more of it
0: yeah exactly yeah. right and yeah. you learn a lot more about yourself too like what actually like motivates you
2: yeah great Okay, let's move on to the second part of the podcast, which is the, I really want to do this. I'm so inspired. I, I think there's a fire in everyone, yeah. which is, I really want to ask people, what's your passion? I don't know. What, what is this last thing you really wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And do that and do it again and again and again. But yeah. I want to learn about your, I really wanted this moment, this time you you said,
0: what I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Tell me what it is and how did you know?
0: Oh yeah. And in preparing for this, I was like, what, what is the thing? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Like I've started a company with a wonderful business partner. Uh, I've like done the AIDS life cycle and put my (laughs) ass in a bike for seven days straight. Like there's lots of things I've done, but what's been like really pivotal in terms of where I really pushed myself and just went for it. I think it's when I Switch jobs actually. So, for a long time in my 20s, actually, probably for like eight years, I was in big corporations. I was, you know, McMaster Car Supply Company, which I talked about earlier. And then I was at Google as well. And it was very comfortable. It was cushy and it had all the things. And I felt like I made it. I'm working at Google. Um, and I left after a year, very, very quickly, very abruptly. And it was because I wanted something harder. I chose hmm. challenge because hmm. I wasn't ready to have like a cushy job. Um, and I, and I, it felt like there wasn't a lot that I was going to learn. There wasn't a lot of pressure. And I wanted challenge. And I think that is actually something that I'm constantly attracted by. It's why I've job hopped every two years for like the past 10 years hmm. because I get bored. I feel like I conquered it and I'm like, give me something different. Um, and, That I think is a moment where I was very, very scared. I was terrified. Everyone thought I was crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I went and just joined this random startup with this person that I just met um, pre-series A. So it was like incredibly risky. You're basically selling like an idea. Um, And I just like went for it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, I like, I agonized over the decision for a very long time, but I just said, you know what, I'm too young. I want challenge. I want to feel the pressure. I want to feel like my job is on the line. Um, and there's a lot of consequence if I don't do it right. Because I knew that's where you learn more. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. So it built up into your mind. Like, um, I, I think my potential is higher. My career is not that. I should do something else. So it kind of brooded in your mind. And yes. when was the moment you decided, that's it. I'm giving, yeah. like, I'm looking for a new job. Yeah. Was, was it so it, was it coming from like a, a moment of unsatisfaction or was it like looking for something better
1: yeah
0: it, it I remember sitting in a meeting at Google and I think it was probably only a couple of months in and we were debating a decision on a very important decision that actually involved a lot of contractors that we had hired and the consequence that we were debating was around shutting it down and actually having to like let go of all these people. And the way the conversation felt was one of like, it didn't totally matter. It was like, yeah, let's just do this. We'll see how it goes. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, (laughs) And I recognized then that uh, similarly, the past couple of months, I was feeling like there just wasn't like this heightened pressure or even like, you could call it anxiety or stress. And so it was like very blase. I remember just being like, I'm, this is not, the people I want to be around and I I first like blamed the people and I was like let me like think about a different team but then I recognized no this is a massive company Google's going nowhere they're like basically known for not firing people they'll just like move you to another product Mm -hmm. and I I hated that I hated that comfort I hated that like easiness Mm -hmm. I was like this is not hard enough like I'm too young to like you know set my my life down and just like cruise like I didn't I didn't want it
2: so do you think you're trying to reach, like, maybe at some point, I'm trying to dig in a little bit bigger, more mm-hmm. into that. Was it like you did this when you decided to go back to California? I'm, I'm leaving the East Coast. I'm coming back to California. And then you found um, uh, comfort in the fact that you raised to the challenge that you gave yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Then it
2: made you feel good. And then after you go down back to, uh, I need another challenge. Do you have to, yeah. like... Reinforced the fact that you can still do it you can still change you can still have you yeah.
0: still have it yeah yeah no i mean that that i think is a lot of it and that's that's probably what i face all the time um is like you know i want i want the the challenge i mean it's just it's so silly but it's so simple in my mind because think about exercising and working out like the way to make your muscles bigger and stronger is to break them you literally have to face adversity Mm -hmm. for it to grow stronger and for it to learn. And when I think back on even like my biggest failures and decisions that were just wrong, like those are the most formidable moments. Like that's what made me who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, when I decided that I did not want a cushy position, I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to put myself like on thin ice and stress myself to, to death. Um, I just, I, I knew that I had to do that. I just didn't have an answer of where. And so I basically just chose, like, I got, I put out feelers for people that were working in startups or starting companies. And then I just got introduced with this one guy and I was like, okay, let's just do it. Like I just, and I wanted that discomfort. Like, yeah. I, I choose discomfort often. Yeah. I'm a
2: and the starting, you because you gave up the corporate world for a small project you believed in and like where you have to do everything a little bit. Yeah. No? But-
0: exactly, yep. Yeah. And if you don't do it right, like it goes away. It doesn't work, you know, and I, I love that pressure and it did it. My first startup was horrible. It was a total failure. Um, I I held on for way too long for like six months. We didn't pay ourselves. We ended up having to like lay off a bunch of people. Um, it was horrible. Um, and I remember thinking, oh my God, this was such a mistake. Like this was wrong. I can't believe I did this. Like you screwed up majorly. Um, and I even contacted one of the people in HR at Google to think like oh could I go get my job back um but looking back on it like that was the most like impressive moment probably of my life because I learned so much going through that yeah. failure yeah. and yeah. that like hardship I ran out of all my money I had to ask for money I like hit total rock bottom
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and as much as like in the moment it was horribly on <sighs> i have like to this day i think back on it i'm like i learned so much from that and i can yes. speak to it and okay. i can understand if someone's going through it i can be like it's fine you're gonna get through it like you're gonna get better it's not a yeah big but when ball. you're in it i mean for me it was yeah. my divorce
2: when you're in it you're like oh it's never gonna end i want to yeah. feel
0: shit and it feels horrible and then you look back you're like i'm so happy i went through.
2: yeah this. and this is the most like
0: yeah best moment in my life because i found again what i needed I learned. To do. exactly exactly yeah exactly um and that's 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 why i love startups you know because it's so high risk um mm-hmm. but you push yourself in ways that you know no big company is going to push you mm-hmm. uh, and you fail you fail a lot you fail all the time but that's i want that like that's how you learn that's how you get better and better you know um that's i going to so go like fail in total but it's just those moments that I think are more more valuable.
2: Did you find that same uh, type of challenges or looking for challenges in in your personal life, like not in your professional work life, mm-hmm. or are you these kind of people that it, you just love working so much that it, it fulfills you? You know what I'm, I'm talking. Uh, yeah. I'm, like, do
1: I do I do I'm something? The
0: opposite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> work is like, it may be option D in my life, priorities, having fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely. I'm good with the work life balance. Um, i am known, you know, my team, but also my coworkers and things like I'm out the door at five. I try to be out the door at like 4 30. Like
1: mm-hmm. my
0: job is done. I'm not gonna work now. Uh, and um, but I think in terms of, yeah, does this at all translate over to my personal life? I don't, it actually doesn't. Um like it's not like I'm looking for challenge or failure like in relationships, like. Mm-hmm. obviously that would be horrible <laughs> like i want this to fail uh, and i definitely don't i think i'm actually like pretty safe with the people that i surround myself with and 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 they feel comfortable which is interesting i haven't thought about that until this moment like why why does work feel different than than the social yeah but i don't know hmm. okay
2: by now the people listening to this podcast might or might not have identified your personality traits and maybe have said, Oh, I'm just like him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For those people, I want you to tell me about your problem solving. Mm-hmm. When you have an issue, when you have something, a roadblock, what's your strategy to resolve it?
0: Yeah. The first thing I do is I approach it from multiple different perspectives because often you're looking at it one way and you could look at it from a different direction and it's not a roadblock it's actually like an opportunity um, or it's something that that um, you know you can learn a lot from or something like yeah, that it's, it's so you positive get essentially yes. So it's the the glass half full half empty idea um, that's the first thing I do it's like is this truly a block or am I just approaching this in the wrong direction and I actually need to think about it differently um, if it does become a blocker I think you know ultimately I rely on what I know. Um, like that's typically the least, you know, risk is where have I encountered something similar? Where do I see that, that has worked before? Um, and then I, I take that approach. But what I don't do is overstress. I make decisions really fast and I'm fine with failing. I know I've said that a million times, like I'm fine with it. So I make sure I can fail quickly and then I go, well, ah, that didn't work. Let me try something else mm-hmm. um, and just move forward that way. Um, and that's that's how I approach that that big decision, that big moment, like the, the way I, I, you know, got out of, of Google and really pushed myself to do it, even though I was terrified was because I just believed that there was nothing I could decide that would be like detrimental to my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that everything is in some ways reversible or I can right. always come back or, or whatever. And I think when you, when you alleviate some of that pressure on yourself of like, I have to do this right, you move much faster. Um, and I think you learn quicker, and then you're not as afraid.
2: Do you r- rely on other people's opinion, or do they matter to you? Not really. No. Yeah, I, I could see that like the way you answered your question about Roblox is I look at different perspective. Me, yeah. I'm gonna ask everybody's perspective. You are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, what I, do you think? I rarely, <laughs> I rarely do because i because I don't know. I mean, like it could be helpful. Um, but it could also sway you in a weird way and then like you could be resentful and be like wow that idiot gave me the worst advice ever yeah <laughs> um, and i'd rather blame myself and be like well i did it because i thought this and that right. um like so, i think that's like, less learning when you're relying on other people right. when you just go so you put
2: away. the not the pressure but responsibility on you deciding okay i'm going to decide this yeah and i'll be okay with the
0: consequence no regrets anyways exactly exactly yeah yeah. When my startup was, was failing, I like ran out of money completely. I wanted to just completely get out. And, and I actually stuck with it. I stayed with the company for like another three months. Cause we were like, I think we can do it. You know, we had all that energy and we were so excited, but I was like, let's just keep going. And I, and I promised myself if it didn't work, I'd blame me, you know, it wasn't anybody's nobody else's choice. Yeah. It was just, it was just cause of me. Um, and that's partly why I look back on it with like, so fondly, I'm like, yeah, it was crazy. I made this decision. It was totally weird. You know, <laughs> it failed miserably. I ran out of money, you know, like, but it's, it's made me who I am today. And like, that feels good. Yeah. It's great.
1: Yeah.
2: Have you had a, a mentor, uh, or that person that you thought, oh, looking back, she was very influential on me,
0: Co-worker, friend, uncle, whatever. Probably my father, which is not mm-hmm. like the obvious answer. Um, he, you know, he came to this country from Cuba when he was a little kid. Oh, really?
2: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so
2: you're fluent <laughs> in, in Cuban dance and all that, eh?
0: <laughs> of course. Duh. Haven't you seen Cyril? <laughs> that one night when we were in West Hollywood. Come on, you saw it. I have no
1: clue. You're half been. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, he came, you know, he came over here. His his parents lost everything. They were, like, very well-to-do in Havana. My willow was in the government, like, and they just, they left everything because of Castro. But anyways, his life, I think, is, has a lot of great lessons in terms of, like, he just built everything he had, you know, on his own. Um, he got himself into school. He made all these decisions. And he's always kind of put that mentality in me which is like just rely on you like don't rely on other people rely on you even if like you could get somewhere faster if you do rely on someone else you're not going to learn as much and that learning is what's so so valuable um and it's worth it it's worth going the long road it's worth taking the hard road um because that's what makes you stronger
2: mm-hmm. is he still alive
0: that mm-hmm. yep. do, do you see him I do, yeah. Um, probably like once a year. Um, he moved to Florida. He's like on a beach. You know, oh yeah, trying to go that back whole to, thing to Latino. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, very much so.
2: Oh, uh, I love it. So do you have another quick moment of like I really want to do
0: this that you would like to share with us? Um, I I mean, this one's like not as exciting, I think, or formidable, but I think doing the AIDS life cycle was was something that I was like, I just want to do this. I actually was I was interested in this guy. He was doing it, and I was like, I can do that. Like, was, so it's
2: a bike ride.
0: Bike ride, yeah. So it's seven days from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Um, you ride every single day, four to five hours, sometimes six to seven. Um, five hundred and fifty miles all the way down. You camp every night, um, and it's wherever all you crazy, want, or there's crazy. stops. No, there stops. Um, so okay. it's like fairly organized. They make it, you know, somewhat easy on you, but you still have to, you know, bike yeah. 100 miles a day. Um, and the the only reason why I bring it up is because I had not been on a bike since I was like 12 or 13 at the time, um, and. Everyone was like, Oh, that's like car, like you kind of have to train for that. And I was like, "Eh, whatever. I was like, I can do this. Like um, and so I didn't even have a bike, like I had to like go out and like just buy a bike. I had to learn how to to clip in. I was like, What is this like? Why can't I just wear sneakers? You know? Um, And like, yeah, so there's a lot of I had no idea, but I just I just put my mind to it and I remember doing training rides every weekend for I think I trained for two months most people train for like a whole year yeah um, and then I was just like whatever well, right, let's just see how it goes and and it was fine you know I, I did great I was very proud of myself
2: yeah. so uh, you're doing
0: it this year again eh? I'm doing it this year yes yep in June we we take off
2: okay and you're raising money you have to tell us tell, tell yeah. us right now if people want to send you money for yeah that. Yeah,
0: yeah please do so um I made it like a- the
2: audience of my podcast is so big
0: <laughs> I was like, it's basically just you and I. By the way, you have not donated any money yet, Cyril. Oh, fuck,
1: the pressure is on.
0: Make this a moment for you. Um, So you can go to, I actually made a bit.ly. So it's bit.ly slash give to end HIV. Um, And if you go there, that'll take you to my page and you can donate um, all the money. 100% of it goes to um two really fabulous organizations in san francisco and los angeles um so yeah all about reducing stigma helping people with age um and yeah just trying to improve their lives oh excellent and your training is good of course yeah training's good um i've done two rides (laughs) so far (laughs) <laughs> and it's in it's, it's coming cool
2: marina. Let's go together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. It's April 1st. Damn it. Yeah. We leave in like two months. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm basically doing the same thing. <laughs> so, when I tell you, you learn from your mistakes, the answer is actually, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a mistake because you made it the first time. That's <laughs> true. I made it. Yeah. That's part of why I'm like blase. I'm like, whatever. I'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah. I know you'll be fine.
2: Okay, let's go to conclusions. Conclusions is the third part, and there are three questions. The first one is, if you had an advice to give to the people listening and who want to make thing ha- thing, something happen that mm-hmm. they're willing to do, and they, for some reason, haven't been able to, it could be finance, making time, you know, family, whatever it is, if they want to do something, yeah. what thing that you want them to know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to do two things if I can. One is that now is always the right time because time is your most valuable resource Mm -hmm. and you can envision like, Oh, I'll be better suited in six months or 12 months, but just do it now. Like never let yourself believe later is better because you'll keep pushing it out. Um, so find a way of just saying, if you're going to do it, do it now. Um, And I totally forget the second one that I Mm had. Oh, baby steps, baby steps. The hardest thing in the world is like when you envision the end goal, because it's overwhelming. You're like, how am I going to get there? Just do baby steps. Come up with like little things you can do, whether it's every day, every week or whatever the thing is, that you're going to feel like you're making progress. The moment you take like the first step, even if it's the tiniest baby step, you're going to feel good because you're going to feel like I'm on my way. I'm actually I'm getting towards it.
2: And consistency.
0: Because if you start after a week, obviously, you don't do baby steps every day. Yep, exactly. And you can make them as small as you want. Like, make them tiny. Make them, like, so tiny that it's, like, almost impossible not to do. Um, And then you'll look back after 365 days and be like, whoa, that's actually, like, a foot. You know? Yeah. A lot of baby steps, but I'm, like, a foot closer. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, You know? And and be nice to yourself. I think it's challenge is challenge for a reason. Um, But... But just start today people all i when i encounter this with other people it's just because they think later is better They're yeah like, well i'm just not ready i'm like i'm trying to wait for this promotion or i'm trying to like wait until i have this money in the bank or whatever and i'm like sure fine you can come up with a million reasons of like why the perfect moment to do it is not now but you're just gonna waste time and time is your number one most yeah yeah and then later you're like
2: i wish i had started
0: 10 years earlier exactly always no <laughs> one ever says like i'm happy i waited yeah, totally. Yeah, I love it. Question number two: the reveal of the song. Tell oh, yeah, that song. Oh, that puts
2: you in such a good mood. I want to put it in my player <laughs> every day.
0: <laughs> uh, have you seen the movie The Greatest Showman? No. What zero? <laughs> what? how why I
1: don't this, know, I'm uh, it, the it greatest is.
0: movie is the greatest show um actually a lot of people don't like it because it's a little cheesy but it's really really fun um it has music it has dancing it has hugh jackman who's so hot uh, <laughs> but there is a song it's called this is me um and it's it's amazing it is absolutely feel good it's about overcoming adversity it's about being proud of who you are no matter what you look like no matter what circumstance you're in because who you are, this is me, is always enough and always like very, very something to be proud of.
2: Oh great. I'll find it on YouTube, put the link on on the podcast. Yes, you should. It's great. How can people follow you or learn more about you? And and well, do you have a track map actually for that cycling race? And What's Instagram? Blah blah blah. What? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, I
0: think just Instagram is probably best. Although I don't really post, but you can message me. Um, so Justin Flores one um, is my Instagram handle.
2: Okay, and where can people
0: buy your book? <laughs> you have In the book? future, not at Amazon.
1: <laughs> Start now. Start today. <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna get a, like a recording of this and put it into words and put it on a page. Like, there you yeah. go. <laughs> My first book done.
2: <laughs> oh, Justin, it's been fun. Thank you so much for your time and your wise
0: words and oh, experience. Of course. I hope it I hope it was helpful <laughs> in some <Okay>. way. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks uh, to our guest, Justin,
2: and thanks all for listening. I'm your host, Cyril, and remember,
0: life is an adventure. Live it. Yes, yes, now, (laughs) today, right now. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Justin. I love you. Love you, too. I got to see you soon.
2: Happy birthday, Sunday.
0: Yes, please. Thank you. Don't forget to
1: donate. I will. <laughs> the pressure's on. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye, Jay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.